Hit it. Hey there, this is Don Heffington, and you are listening to Radio 8 Ball with Andras Jones. Yes. Radio 8 Ball, give us a shake. We're in the studio, tempting fate. Put a question to the song, let's randomly select it without of our friend synchronicity. Welcome to the Radio 8 Ball Show. Welcome back to Radio 8 Ball, the show where we answer questions by picking songs at random and interpreting those randomly chosen songs as the answers to the questions like picking musical tarot cards. I'm your host, Andras Jones, here at the Monkey House in Berkeley, California, with our musical guest, Ira Marlowe. Hey there. And now we are joined in the studio by a friend of Ira's, a fellow musician, fellow songwriter, someone who I'm told actually saw me perform back in uh, probably the, the 19th century. And, uh, and let's welcome her to Radio 8 Ball, Jenna Canodi. Hi. Welcome. Thank you. Now, how do you and this fantastic songwriter, Ira Marlowe, know each other? That's a very good question. I mean, we know each other through probably the Owl and the Monkey in originally. The local music scene. I first remember meeting you in front of Moe's Melody Mansion. Oh, Tom Shishnik's... Uh, Basement, uh, basement venue. club, yeah. Right, right. I do remember seeing you. I remember seeing those big brown eyes mm-hmm. and uh, <laughs> <laughs> thinking you were rather attractive. But that was a long time he ago. He was rather <laughs> attractive. I was. No, I didn't mean that. Way. Boy, that just did not come out the way I meant it. I mean, because I'm married now, and so yes. I have to say yes, that. yes. Okay. Um, but yeah, but we didn't really become friends until. Around 2000, yeah, around, the, around turn 2000, the, the turn of the century. We were working on the on the Tom Amiano campaign together. Oh, that's right. Those that's heady, when I those heady times. The lis- disillusioned with politics forever. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That. Yes, because, yeah, I won't go into that because that's for another podcast. Yeah, we're, we have so, so many more new illusions that, we've, that have been dissed just in the last probably five minutes. So. <laughs> right. Politically, at Ex- least. I'm yeah. sure. Yeah. Right. Okay. So you were working as you, you were knew each other around as songwriters. You were working yes. on political campaigns together. Right. You were denying each other's attractiveness because you're just too busy doing other things. Well, uh, she denied mine. I actually. I actually. <laughs> oh, okay. I actually, mine had been a few a few years prior. Right. I blew yeah. my chance. Yeah. As, yeah. As yeah. Yeah. Because he wasn't interested back then. That's the truth. It's a, my initial reaction he, was that. He's yeah. like she's too skinny. Too tall and skinny, not yeah. my type. Yeah, too not, tall and skinny. Yeah, well, yeah. you know. I've put on a few pounds. Not a lot, but, you know. Then he, ch- he changed his tune. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I just got to know her. Oh, uh, well, that's, that's a, what it was. That's, that's what, what it yeah. took. Well, I don't want to make anyone uncomfortable. Everything, <laughs> I just want to make sure you hear, you're, you're you hear everyone that out gun? there. You hear that gun? Clo- <laughs> all the clothes are on. Everyone is being appropriate. We're just remembering our youth. That's what we. That's yes. what we're doing here. Uh, so, as a songwriter, are you still performing? Are you? I am. Yeah. In fact, I'm performing here on November 10th. Not that I'm trying to plug the show. Oh but well, why not? this this is coming out. This is going to be coming out in February. Oh so well. Then by then, it's, I'll be dead. So no. that's fine. Well, all, we may all be dead by then. <laughs> it's the Schrodinger's cat thing. We don't like anyone could potentially, you know, could potentially 
be dead tomorrow, right? That's true. And that's gonna that really goes to the heart of so many of Ira's songs. So, <laughs> so be prepared. But is there anything like? Are there any songs that maybe we could throw on the back of this podcast, as, so to let our listeners know One what of you my sound songs? like? Yeah, Absolutely. yeah. Oh. You mean a recorded song? Yeah, a recorded song. Oh, yeah, song. one of those. Yeah, you can. Do you have something you can send me that I could throw on do. the end of this podcast? Um, I think I could. Fig- I could figure something out. So I'll send you a couple of uh, choices, and you can see if, uh, if if you like any of them. And if not, even if I don't like them, then you put like up a Harry Nilsson song because I, I I listened to the podcast where uh, you interviewed his sons, and I, I'm a big Harry Nilsson fan. Oh well, then I'm sure I'm going to love your music. You not, will. not necessarily. Yeah. You will. Yeah. You'll well, totally except all the music. songs that I have recorded aren't really the songs that I perform. That's they're in. Life. That happens. She also has her own strategy to not succeed. Yeah, we. <laughs> that's true. Yes, and we I were think, talking about fact, that earlier. I think this question might <laughs> actually be another one. Okay. of those strategies <laughs> to not succeed. Okay, it's it's the Loser Town episode of Radio Eight Ball, <laughs> <laughs> and I'm your host Andras Jones, the 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 Prince of Loser Town. So, what is your question okay. for the Pop Oracle? Thank you for asking. All right. God, I feel like I'm going to be all over the map with this because it's so broad. All over the map. All over. It has to do with technology and literally, mm-hmm, what we're doing right now, literally it keeps me up at night. That's how bad it is. But there is part of me that wonders if this is another ploy that part of me is using just to not focus on doing music and the stuff I need to be focusing on. But who knows? So Elon Musk, I just watched this video. Um he has this company called Neuralink and he, he, you know, one of the things he said about technology is like we're some AI, basically. We're, we're summoning the demon, but really we should join the demon because that's the only way to not be consumed by the demon, I, I guess. And he's developing this thing that's like going to be a, a mesh that goes into the brain, an injectable mesh that can connect. So you can be online anytime. We can all be online just with this mesh that's in our heads. Yeah, I've seen Black Mirror. Okay, okay, right. And then that's part of the problem with me. I watch way too much Black Mirror. I watch I'm I I am a bit admittedly of a conspiracy theorist. As uh, you mean so you're a realist? Thank you. That's how I look at it. Okay. That's but this is what my husband said to me this morning. He said, "Well, I don't watch conspiracy videos." We got in a bit of a fight over it to be honest. <laughs> We're okay now, but um, I, I'm not as. It might be. Is it just his attention because he knows you're coming to hang out with Ira? It could be that. <laughs> no. It could be no. He could know that that attraction yeah, is still yeah, simmering still below there. the surface. Yeah. And. What are your thoughts on conspiracies, Ira? I am more skeptical. I mean, oh, I think, I think very the, 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 the main thing about conspiracies is. They take such a vast network of people who must remain silent and must cooperate, and and it also takes. It forgets that. All these people we think are the enemy, they're fighting with each other, too. They're, they have all their mm. ego battles and blah, blah, blah. The world is world is much more a convoluted mess than any focused network that conspiracy theorists, conspiracy theorists tend to imagine. Yeah, and I, and I agree with that, and well, that's kind I of I don't, the point. but go ahead. <laughs> Which isn't to say that people with a lot of money don't all lean in the same general direction. Well, I mean, and, I can fire every day, so that's all I know is that I'm I'm con- I'm and how successful are you, are you is that? Are you inspiring for world domination through technology? I'm, I'm, I if I admit it. If are. I could. Right. Okay. I like your honesty. I, I'm conspiracy. I, my conspiracies are a much lower level because that's all I have access to. But I know that when I have had access to more, I have tried to control 
and make things work the way I want them to. But anyway, and that's and that's I'm human sorry, nature. That's, this is no, terrible. That's I'm interrupting you. I'm happy you. to be uh, you know having you guys your your input on this. There was a Forbes article called "Human 2.0 is Coming Faster Than You Think." Will you evolve with the times? And one of the things they talk about is this mesh that they want to put in people's brains, and and it's sort of like you know how things get you get forced into technology even yeah. when you don't want to um, because everyone yeah. else is because everyone else is and you can't compete. You right. can't. You, there's you can't subsist if you don't conform to that new technology. It's even like cell phones, credit cards, right. Instagram, farming, Instagram, which I don't have, which uh, which is actually the, one of the least bothersome ones for me for some reason. But I'm not as worried about it becoming ma- the Matrix as I am more like the Minority Report. It, you know, instead of psychics and hot tubs, it's more like the computers that are sort of reading our thoughts they just did this thing called it's called deep image reconstruction where they hooked up electrodes to people and they had you then look at images this you know and then they recorded the brain waves of what the brain waves do when they look at those images then they took off the electrodes and then the computer based on the brain waves would reconstruct the image and they were frighteningly close some of these images so that's when it crosses the line into yeah. You know, reading our thoughts, like even our thoughts aren't private, even our, you know, um, that that freaks the shit out of me. I mean, it really does. It, it terrifies me on this. Well, e- yeah. Elon Musk has gone on record saying it's likely this whole world we experience is a simulation anyway of some higher intelligence. So when, uh, to me, once you start looking at it that way, what's the point of getting freaked out? It's all just so You know, if you, if you um, of course, I'm, I actually took, I'm now using DuckDuckGo because they don't track you, but if you mm-hmm. DuckDuckGo that... Um, uh, scientists. Is that like Google? It's it's like Google, except they don't track you. Got it. Uh, theorists, or you know, or so they say. Or so they say. They they say that actually it's unlikely that we are in a simulation, but I can't re- tell you why. Yeah. But it's it's definitely worth reading about because it's kind of interesting the reasons they give. And I think they said there's too many variables going on that they wouldn't be able. To, I don't know. They wouldn't be able to. Yeah. Do if this was a simulation. For now. For now, exactly. I'm yeah. And then driverless cars. What is would it, to me that's do I have to not be able to do I have to have a driverless car? I don't necessarily At some point that's probably true. That's what they're saying. And they're actually saying that, that we're not going to be able to we're gonna lose um organs because they get so many organs from car accidents for people. They're going to have to start growing organs. Well that's good. But that actually I want, is I want to, I want to grow meat. I'm waiting for in vitro meat. Yeah. Yeah. No, no guilt. animals hurt. Okay, so this is a, all context to the, yeah. to the to the question. <laughs> all right, the question is pretty simple. Am I am I being a conspiracy theorist? Is you is humanity going to willingly embrace this or is this going to be kind of a I guess it should be kind of a yes or no question. No, no, you can ask it however you like. We're, okay, we're... okay. Like, how bad is it going to be? Is it going to be as bad as I'm drumming it up in my head? Is it? Uh... Wait, so, how bad is it going to be? Is pretty. Ju- so, the are we heading is... toward a dystopia? Is that the question, sort of? Yeah. Are we heading toward a, say, Black Mirror dystopia? Yeah. Are we headed toward that? Okay. Okay. Well, uh, now to engage the pop oracle on that question, you get to. Give me some chugging A if you wouldn't mind. Oh, sorry. Pick a card. Any card. Pick a card. Any card. Pick a card. Any card. Pick a card. Song number six, which is from Ira's list. It is number song number six, Forever. Wow. Four. Ever terrifying. 
I hope your dreams come true At least a chosen few The ones you wanted after all I hope your head is high No matter how they try To make you feel so small I hope you dance each day In some peculiar way Past the others Marching single file And I hope You live forever For a while I hope the river flows Where you wanna go I hope The wind blows from behind And all the mighty trees Are waving in the breeze To say a sweet hello As you go by I hope the sky can see That was forever from Ira Marlowe. The answer to Jenna's question are basically, is it going to be a black mirror? Are we heading towards a black mirror dystopia or is, uh, is this just another, I guess implied, was this a benign evolution of technology? So, uh, before we get into interpreting it, Ira, do you want to tell us a little bit about the background of that song, where it comes from? Um, (laughs) the funny thing about this song is I never did this for years and years and years, but it was actually inspired directly by another song, very similar to it, Bob Dylan's song uh, Forever Young. Oh, okay. 
And I heard it, and his song, every verse starts, may you, blah, 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 may you, blah, 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 may you. And it's really, the verses are lovely. And he gets to the chorus, and maybe there are other versions by other people that are great, but it, and it's forever young, forever young. It's just horrible. I was like, mm-hmm. oh. And so I kind of, I felt, I can do better than that. You know, so anyway, so it's it basically just trying to write a song about, you know, about the blessings you wish for other people, you know, and I usually introduce it as saying it's it's for parents, a song for the parents sort of wish for things for their kids. But, you know, I mean, I have a, immediately, as soon as I started singing, I sort of got an idea of how it could answer Jenna's question. Well, go for it. Yeah. What, what What's your immediate I just reflection? think whether this is an accident, this whole thing is an accident, whether there's a biblical God, whether we're in a matrix of some incredible intelligence we're being toyed with. Ultimately, what matters is how we live in it, you know, and the choices we make and doing our best to be kind and to be good, moral people, you know, within, you know, I mean, that song, you could put it in almost any situation, any dystopian sci-fi environment. You could put those instructions. I don't claim to be some, you know, guru with great instructions, but they're pretty basic Anywhere, and to me, they still sort of hold, you know. You still you st- still want to live your own life. You want to lead an original life and not, not you know, a, a conformist life, which is perhaps what we're being asked to do. But I think in any context, to some degree, you have that option. And mm-hmm. I think, you know, I, I've come to the conclusion that the greatest sort of evidence of the divine is just the will. It's just the fact that we have, to some degree, we all have a certain amount of agency to make choices, and however we're hemmed in by our circumstances, we always have a choice to some degree that we can use and a will that we can use. So to me, that's what that song is about. Hmm. What did you think, Jenna? I think that's a great interpretation, and um, I I think it's very hopeful. I I felt like it was very hopeful, and and I mean, maybe not the forever, can you live forever, because (laughs) that's one of the things they Honestly, I was, see, I I found it a very, I took it it a very different way. (laughs) We can all live forever for a while. That's like, okay, well, yeah, you'll live in, you can live in the computer matrix until the computer matrix busts down. Right, until the the sun becomes a red giant. Yeah. And then no longer, the earth is just not inhabitable. I mean, there's... It's funny that you talked about a, a parent because I, I don't have I don't have kids. Do you have no no, no parents here? No, no parents. We're all, none of us are parents. Uh, and I think about my friends who are parents mm-hmm. and what mental gymnastics they must be having to perform when they hear stories of if we don't have like if we don't deal with climate change in twelve years we're doomed. And they they're looking at we might have six of those with this administration making mm-hmm. that you know yeah. making that call or he or hurrying that time right, along that yeah. and how do you look at your kids and not despair and be terrified yeah it's, yeah it's, i mean i despair and be terrified but i it's just me right it's just me i have like i have I've, uh, the only investment i have in my fu- in the future is this art that i'm creating which i I'm specifically building this show to try and teach computers how to be human. That's part of the idea is like, how do you teach synchronicity? How do you express synchronicity to non, to, to beings that don't have human nervous systems? Well, I'm trying to communicate that through this show. I'm like, that's, and, and that's my bid for immortality and for, you know, or just future vitality. Mm. But even that is sort of a, is, is, 
is sort of buying into the matrix mm-hmm. idea. Right, right, it is. So and that's why it's so appealing because it is so tempting, and we do all buy into it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Otherwise, if, if we weren't tempted by it, we wouldn't. It wouldn't be an issue. I mean, so ideas like forever mm-hmm. in the face of the incredible, like we're experiencing the concept of things being finite, like no other beings on the planet right. have ever, like that have. I mean, unless this something, unless, you know, millennia, millennia ago, we've gone through this cycle before. The dinosaurs had a rough time of it. Yeah, but they didn't have language the same way. They didn't have so, they didn't have an internet to reflect it back at them. Mm -hmm. Oh, I know. And tell them over, you know, terrorize them over and over about it. Mm -hmm. And so, like, just even the concept of forever is such a... uh, it's a weird one for us to relate to. It's very hard to relate to that idea. And if you believe in a soul and, you know, you believe that we continue, I mean, it really is forever. Right. You know, our consciousness won't necessarily remember that. We don't, if, we, if we've been around yeah. forever, we don't remember that now. Right. But and yet, it is forever. And yet at the same time, it's both mind-boggling and easier to understand because if you can accept that the universe just is and there is no beginning or end, you know, then you don't have to worry about how it was created. You don't have to worry about it. You know, it's just... Well, worrying about it, it doesn't yeah, help I mean, anyway. The, yeah, but yeah, I, I but and I do agree with you though what you were saying about just being in the moment. It is the only way to live. Oh, sorry, being being in the moment, being looking at the microphone, um, is the only way to live. Because what other? It's sort of like there's no other game in town. That is really the only thing we can do is just be in the moment. And, exactly. Well, unless you're Elon Musk and you made billions off of paypal mm-hmm. and you're like you see you're a brilliant guy and you're like okay well if this is all going to happen then i want to be in on it i want to be the one who is a, on top of the machines right, right. and that's instead what he of says. the one who's inside the machines but we're all either way we're inside the machines. we're inside it yeah. Yeah. yeah and okay so and i've been thinking about this a lot like if you are if you are one of those you know, if you're one of the 1% right now and mm-hmm. you're getting that, you're still getting the, you may be set, telling people you don't believe in climate change, but you are also doing stuff to protect yourself and yours. Mm-hmm. Sure. And what, you know, how, what is, what are the escape pods that those people are envisioning for themselves and not for. Not for the, most of us. Not for most of us. Right, right. Um, because, you know, I mean, again, we're, we started by talking about conspiracies it's I don't know I, I, a lot of people mean different things when they say conspiracies, but when I I just look at like people who have resources, looking at how they can utilize those resources to protect and enrich themselves, sometimes at other people's expense, but in def, definitely for their own for their Absolutely. own for one's own benefit and survival, and then looking at it and saying, well, okay, well if this is happening and this is happening, what are the plans that are being made? Mm-hmm. And then we're all like. Leonardo DiCaprio on the Titanic just being like, how can I get to the highest point on the ship so that I can be the last one to go down? (laughs) Like, maybe live next to one of like live next to a, a, rich a really person rich person they take you in. <laughs> or just, hope they take you know, hold on maybe you. that's why gurus <laughs> hang out at the top of Mount Everest. <laughs> right. Right. It's really nice to those rich people you live nearby. Goros? Gurus. 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 Oh yeah. I thought Goros, who's is this another billionaire? George Goros. <laughs> <George Goros. laughs> yeah. Like Bezos, Soros, it's like they're the uh, the the gods of the the new empire. The Bozos, the, the Bozos, yes. 
Well, now I'm completely confused. So I are you? I'm, yeah, because I'm kind of back to where I started. You know? Well, uh, the the thing about I, it's a misnomer that we answer questions. We give reflections, oh. and so it's like it's like a reading from a tarot reader. It you is are, because you're right. It, there is a it's very nuanced, and it's you kind of have to uh, still. It's not black or white. But I feel like, I mean, like I said, Ira, when he was singing it, he immediately started thinking of how this could relate to that question. And I got a totally different <laughs> interpretation. But I immediately, when you're talking about forever and you're talking about For a the while. singularity. Yeah, well, it's your forever until the computers break down, right, that yeah. you're living. And it makes me think of that Black Mirror episode, the one oh, where the the couple, the, the, the lesbian couple who go and party in the 80s and then they end right. up inside the computer dancing. And it's like they're going to be happy until this computer breaks down. Right. And they keep meeting up in these different. <laughs> right. Yeah. I've never but, even but heard that of that one wasn't before. as bad as the other one where where they had um, they basically had sort of a live version of Alexa where they took the consciousness of that woman and put it in the computer. And yeah. She thought she was that woman. Yeah. And then she hid under the desk and right. he turned off all the lights until and by the time he came back, she was like, OK, I'll do whatever you want. I'll <laughs> yep. do whatever you want. Yep. That one was. Yeah. 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 It's scary stuff. It is scary stuff. Well, scary stuff. Phones are going off all over the place. <laughs> so, Jenna, well, thank you so much for coming into the monkey house and being a part of this session with Ira. This was great. Thank you. And I look forward to hearing your music. I'll send If it. you'll let me hear it. I will. I'll, I'll send you some. Yeah. We'll, uh, we'll communicate via the Internet. Via the Internet. <laughs> yes. Thanks for listening to Radio 8 Ball. We hope today's musical divination brings and brought the sync to you wherever you are. For more info about our show, visit Radio8Ball.com, where you'll find the Radio 8 blog, our Patreon campaign, and where you can download our Radio 8 Ball app that allows you to engage the pop oracle directly in the form of every song ever performed in the history of Radio 8 Ball. If you enjoy the show, please subscribe to us wherever you get your podcasts. And if you give us good reviews and ratings, that really helps get the word out. Until next time, I'm your your host, Andras Jones, wishing you lots of spine-tingling synchronicities, connections with the natural world, and all the inspiration you can handle. It's the Radio Whenever I see old people struggling across the street, I get really sad and depressed. I think... Maybe they're eating too much red meat. Why don't they try yoga? I want to stop my car and help them, but I don't. I tried that one time, and this man got really pissed off at me. So now I just keep driving, and I feel really guilty and selfish and mean. Why aren't I doing more? And then I think, wait a minute. Someday they will die, maybe, in their sleep and then be born again. There's a chance, albeit rare, they will be the great-great-grandkids of Liz Taylor, or Cher. So they'll have looks and money, too, and they'll be driving fast like the rich tend to do, and they'll run me down, cause I'll be old, and I won't move fast enough, and I'll probably be in a full-body cast, and they'll probably get off with a derisive laugh, the only thing I'll have to show for it. Some really cool scars that only the really weird and bizarre can appreciate. And I'll be in pain, but at least I won't feel guilty. 
Whenever I eat at a nice restaurant or buy something trivial like blue lipstick or get highlights put in my hair, and then I see homeless people or those big-eyed hungry kids on television, I feel like such an asshole. That creme brulee could have fed a family of four. That blue lipstick could have been a new pair of shoes for some third-world kid. And what the hell do I need highlights for? Just because my hair's the color of sick wheat? What the hell do I know? I'm just some spoiled white girl who doesn't know the meaning of the word poor. And then I think, hey, wait a minute. Someday they will die, maybe, horribly, and then be born again. There's a chance that they will be, if not extremely, then at least somewhat attractive. Maybe we'll be at the same party, only I'll be old and they'll be young. And then they'll start flirting with my husband, who'll be flattered by the attention. And I'll excuse myself to the bathroom, cause I have poor bladder control. And when I come back, they'll be gone, cause they'll be getting it on in the car, and I'll feel like shit, but at least I won't feel guilty. Whenever I think about growing old, or getting dismembered, or horribly burned in a fire, I get really freaked out. Why don't I have fire insurance, life insurance, some kind of insurance? How about assurance? Assurance that my whole life isn't going to fall apart at the drop of a hat, the flip of a coin, the capricious whim of fate. Why don't I have an IRA? How come most people my age are making 60 grand a year or more? Why am I such a loser? Did I miss the seminar on how to be a success when I was a kid? And speaking of kids, if I'm going to have one, I better have one soon. I'm not getting any younger. Another wrinkle just appeared out of nowhere. And then I think, hey... Wait a minute. Someday I will die, maybe, senselessly, and then be free of this. No more annual exams, no doctors, politicians, no more spam. Spirit guides will come to me and say, back to earth, it's time to go. And I'll say, uh-uh, no way, basta, had enough, thanks. But no, and they'll say, you're not a very spiritual being. You're not doing your part for humanity. And I'll probably come back. Just to get them off my back. Just so I don't have to feel so fucking guilty. It's a good show.